Hello, and, and welcome, welcome to, to the Fox Awareness Show. So this is our second episode of the Fox Awareness Show. And like we said last time, it's conversations at the dinner table. So most of our conversations are always impromptu. And when we have the urge to share the information, we just do. So this evening we started talking about um, relationships and when relationships come to an end. And Dale, I want you to just talk about what we spoke about earlier about the complexity, if I have the word correctly. Dale is the wordsmith, I am everything else. <laughs> Um, about relationships and the, the stages and phases of relationships. Um, and usually it, it's the relationships closest to us that hurts the most when things come to an end. Well, I think the first thing we need to realize is that we are all as individuals quite complex in our own way. We have different personalities, different worldviews, different whatevers. And so that can cause a lot of issues. Uh, but generally speaking, the most complex uh, relationships we have are not even with our partners, but within a family group. Because a genetic link is simply that. We're taught that you've got to love, honor, and obey, and all those kind of things with relationship to your family. But you don't actually have to like them. That's a man-made rule. If you happen to like them, it's a bonus. And if you love them, that's a double bonus. But they are all there to teach us different lessons about how we do this intricate little dance with each other through life, even siblings. You might have two or three brothers and sisters, and your parents will say, I've got family of entirely different people. So, yeah, relationships can become very complex because we are all so different. So earlier we spoke about, you know, the phases of of grieving, you know. Um, I think depending on which level we are on our journey, we will all deal with our grief in a different way. So this is the Fox Awareness Show, and those that know us, that Dale and I are working with consciousness awareness tools, teachings, quantum physics, healing work. So I think we work more on on an awareness level, but there are many different stages through the grieving process. And recently I've been finding myself going through a, uh, I I, I think it's a loss, a complete loss. A cataclysmic shift is what I would call it. Okay. So so definitely a massive uh, ending to a a part of a relationship. If it's the end of the relationship, I don't know, but it's definitely a a huge shift. And my way of dealing with this so-called loss was just this is the same kind of thing happening again. I need to do this differently. And I went straight in to survival mode of thinking I'm fine. Um, because I can't let this keep happening to me over and over again. And I was actually not facing the pain because I couldn't allow myself to be going through it again. And so I think my denial was in that I was actually not stressed because for me, stress meant you're in a fight and flight situation all the time. That to me is stress. But stress is a very subliminal 
underlying thing that chows away at you and before you know you actually your body starts talking to you and telling you I'm not doing well and it was only when Dale said to me the one night but you need to understand that the grieving process is the grieving process regardless if someone is alive or not an ending to a part of the relationship or the entire relationship is still a grieving process and it was only when I actually acknowledged it to myself yes, I am actually grieving, that I have a good old cry and I felt better and that awareness of acknowledging to myself, it's okay, you are grieving and this is okay to feel the pain. Because I think very often for me, Dale, what comes to mind is that we suppress our feelings. We do it, do it even in society with, yes, we, sometimes people do need medication to get over stuff, but very often we we avoid the pain. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to face it because it's too painful. And then we go into that all sorts of different ways of, of um, numbing the pain. Yeah, that's very relevant. But I think what we need to do is backtrack a little bit. When there's an issue in a relationship, there's always some kind of manipulative and therefore abusive behavior going on. And Either party or both parties are trying to gain or regain a situation, a, a, a position of power, let's put it that way. So uh, in Enid's uh, case, <clears throat> she was trying to gain acknowledgement from the particular party. And her whole life had been spent trying to be recognized, trying to be acknowledged. And it didn't matter how much she helped this person what she did, how she did it, she still got the same result. If I can just add to that, it, I was never actually aware that I was doing it. I wasn't aware that I was actually trying to find um, attention. I, and, and even when, Dale, you told me about it, I said to you, no, 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 it's, it's definitely not that. So again, that awareness took time for me to realize and acknowledge it was true. And then only could I start making the shift. It's uh, the little analogy of the constant headache. And uh, you realize one day that if you stop hitting your head against the wall, the headache goes away. And Enid came to that realization when I pointed out to her, but every time you try and do what that person wants you to do, you don't get the result you want. And if you try and take a stance, you then are ignored or put down or whatever, because you're told you're not good enough, you're not fast enough, you're not smart enough, you're whatever. So that kind of thing then gets us to a stage where you do have a realization, this can't go on anymore. If I want a different result, I have to do things differently. And so that's a process as well. And that realization, cutting that tie, actually starts the phases of separation, which include anger. So first of all, you're really angry about how could I do this to me or how could that person do this to me because we don't want to own that we're actually allowing it to happen to us. We're complicit because we're always complicit. A bully can only bully you if you are prepared to be bullied. But then after the anger, there comes an acceptance period that, okay, this is never going to work. And then there comes the grieving. 
And the most important thing to understand about the grieving is that an ending of any relationship, whether it be through death, which makes it a lot easier, or because someone is no longer suitable in your life, it doesn't mean your journey has stopped. It doesn't mean that your destination is lost. You need to get to your destination because of who you are, not because of who you think other people want you to be. Dale, at what point, where, where does denial come in to, because to, denial is for me was definitely a um, a mind game that would that would playing and I would have these conversation conversations playing over and over in my head of yeah but you know uh, they should be like this because this is their role in this relationship and then but shame you know looking at them but you know they also have done their best and so that it would be this crazy sort of mad conversations going on so at what point is denial coming in and my question to you also was like how do I do this because everybody's like just don't go back in that old ways and so my best way of managing this was okay I'm fine I'm coping but it's not you don't heal in 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 this process so so how how do we want one actually go through this process of loss well let's go back to denial denial starts the moment you don't get what you're wanting to get and then you kind of take on the role of well it's my fault I should have tried harder I could have been nicer I could have tried more or whatever so we go into denial that what is playing out is actually meant to come to an end. And as long as that denial continues, you cannot go to the next phase of actually starting to release yourself and understanding that you're only playing your role in the story. You're not the whole story. And people often don't realize that, that even your role in the story cannot exist unless there are some other role players in the story. And in order to cope with not getting what it is that you're trying to achieve, you start denying that this is okay, it will come right, I can keep trying harder, and maybe if I'm nicer, maybe if I'm whatever. But you do get to a breaking point where somewhere in the psyche something says, oh, hang on, oh, hello, this is really, I, I, I'm, the harder I try, the further I seem to get away from what I'm trying to achieve. And, of course, that's when you have a little bit of an awakening. And how do you cope with it? Well, you can stay in denial forever. You can keep apportioning blame to the other person or to yourself or whatever. But straight after acknowledging that you've been denying things, you move into a bit of an acceptance. Say, well, okay, I've been doing this really in a roundabout way. I'm not getting what I'm trying to get. So now I need to do this a little differently. Thank you, Dale. Yeah, I know that you um, can continue telling us and, and teaching and guiding us through relationships and lost. Um, but just before we're finishing off, um, you know, you, you are a, a body psychologist and a counselor. So anyone that's listening, you know, that's going through their own specific grief and, and loss process that wants to be in touch with you. Um, you know, you do, you do counseling, you do couples counseling, uh, relationships of any sort Do people want to come and have a, a counseling with you. And then you also do body work and that kind of stuff. So just before we're finishing off, anyone that's maybe listening and, and needing a bit of extra help, you know, how do they get hold of you? 
Well, they can have a look at our webpage, www.dnaexpress.co.za. And having said that, Enid equally does that work because when you've been through stuff and you've learned how to work with people, it's so much easier going to see someone who's been abused or attacked or robbed or whatever because they know what it feels like. But we're, we're all people who need help at some stage, and there is always someone willing to help you too. So that's up to you. Thank you, Dale. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, Next time, we promise we're going to find you a much lighter topic, but I just felt that this was really sitting close on my heart, and I know how much I've benefited from these conversations and together and sharing you know, my journey with, with people in my practice as well. So... Take care and until the next time. Hasta la vista.